0: Welcome to the There Is More podcast. My name is Karen. And I'm Rachel. And we are here just to help women dream bigger, pray bolder, and live empowered because we believe that there is more. Today, we are talking to Paul Young, the author
1: of The Shack. And if you haven't seen it, you gotta go watch it. But listen to this podcast. You are going to be blown away at the tenderness of this man to his own story that he's told hundreds and hundreds of times. And just the ability that he has to not future trap. I think that was the one thing, like his mind is so renewed to the truth of God. I cannot wait for you
0: to hear this interview. Welcome to the There Is More Podcast.
1: I think one of the things, Paul, for me, is that when suffering happens, this is what we do for the widows, we make sure before they leave that they know God never left them, mm-hmm. just like you did with Mackenzie. I mean, just like Mackenzie saw in the show. I mean, I think that is like the, even that conversation with um, <clears throat> with Papa in the kitchen where she's like, you, yeah. you missed the mystery. Like right. yeah. You missed it. Like, your pain... <clears throat> you know, amygdala hijacked you and you can't see who I really am. And so I just, you know, that I mean, that's the goal. I mean, we call it never yeah. alone because they weren't yeah. ever alone. We weren't. Yeah. We are never alone, no matter what we're doing.
2: You know, I was on set when they filmed that scene. And I was sitting with two friends and friends of theirs. And the friends of theirs had a 16-year-old daughter who had gone into the woods and taken her own life and gave it back to God, right? She had she had committed suicide. And um, and for three years, they were lost. They were one of them, Dwight's a business guy, Lori's a spiritual formations director, and they they gutted it out the first year, and then Lori went completely sideways. And through this unbelievable, um, Bradley and Eden Jerzak, my friends, happened to be staying with them. Um, 300 yards, unknowing where they're filming that scene of the shack, nice. right? And and so we ended up. I asked the director and producer if I could invite my four friends to spend the day on the set, mm-hmm. and and it wasn't in the books for them to invite me. They just out of the blue had invite invited me that Monday and Wednesday. I flew up. First time I actually met Bradley face to face. And then they went up to spend friends with their friends at Cultus Lake. And i that's where the set was. And we didn't know I would end up there, but I did. And so we end up sitting in the producer's tent, the director's tent. And they had five chairs for us because it was outdoor shot. And you couldn't get close enough to hear. But we had headphones looking at the monster screens of them actually shooting it. And Papa comes out the door. Mackenzie's been having nightmares all night about Missy. And he's he doesn't know exactly where he is or exactly what he's doing there, who these people are. Yeah. And Papa comes out and says, and he went, he, she got breakfast for him. And and uh, they start this conversation. And Mackenzie gets more and more riled up about it. It's because his daughter is dead. Mm-hmm. And um, his daughter is dead, all right, And we're sitting next to... This couple whose youngest daughter is dead. Yeah. And and Papa says at one point, you know the problem, Mackenzie, you don't believe that I'm good. And until you believe that I'm good, you're never going to trust me. Why would I ever trust you? My daughter is dead and there's nothing that you can do about it. Smashes the glass off the table, walks off. And we're watching that.
1: Yeah. And
2: it's just like... <sighs> Mm. and they reset, and we watch it again, and they reset. They spent the entire morning filming that scene, and we watched it, I don't know, 12, 15 times. And at one point, after about three times, Lori gets up and walks out, and I follow her out, and she just collapses in a sense. But then she pushes me back, walks back in, and sits down and watches it again. Mm. And And you think like, how could that happen? I was asking my son about the statistics. He said, I got a five year PhD in statistics. And I said to him, Chad, what are the odds of this? And he and he laughed. He said, Dad, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, this is a God who indwells everyone and is right smack in the middle of everything and never leaves, doesn't leave us, doesn't, right? And is working toward that, which is the best, right. right? And and the best is for us, often the best is for us to learn how to trust yeah. because trust is the most difficult. That's what took me 11 years was to get to the place where I could trust the goodness of God. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, I was thinking today about how, you know, the profession of faith usually is, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I believe that He died on the cross for my sins, but I certainly don't trust Him.
2: Correct. You know that's you know, why we like religion. Yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> it's believing is easy. Believing is safe, but the trusting involves my heart, and it involves risk. And um, completely, we don't, we don't want a risk. We we like yeah. certainty. You know, yeah. rather than ambiguity in relationship. You know, we don't
2: want mystery. That's right. Know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we don't we don't really want relationships. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's too
0: painful. Just give me the facts. <laughs> it yeah.
2: requires
1: too much truth. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like us and, being honest. Yeah, and
2: risk. Yeah, and risk. And yeah, like I said, we don't even we don't even pray honestly. You know, one of the things it says about the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit has come to convict. But that word in the Greek, convict, is to expose, right? And
1: convince.
2: Yeah, to expose. Yeah, yeah. and it's like no, I don't want exposure. You know, my secrets have become the prison I call home. Right. And, um, so
0: also the word,
2: yeah. I I think that word
0: expose has so much negative, like, you know, like, you know, you're under like the the light, you know, the interrogators light, right? you know, like, I know I've come to expose this. He's like, no, let's, let's, let's unpack that. Let's look at that together yeah. and talk about what, you know, what happened, what caused you, I mean, you know, because I think about, you know, yeah, you made some really bad decisions, but it all was because of pain. Pain was the, you know, pain was the birthplace of the bad decisions. I always tell people shame, shame comes in, like the fruit on the shame tree is like so abundant. Yeah. And, and yet yeah, everybody's looking at the fruit. They don't like the fruit. They don't like the addiction. They don't like the the choices, you know, the, the lying, the hiding, all that stuff, but it's, it's buried in a, it came out of a seed, you know, that was so deep.
2: So how do you go, how do you get to the place where you can uncover the seed that out of which shame came while you have to confront, you have to confront the pain.
0: That's right.
2: And uh, to avoid it, doesn't resolve anything so exposure right. becomes absolutely necessary right you know the telling of our secrets becomes absolutely necessary mm-hmm. yeah
1: um, you know surgery yeah oh right. my gosh grace for today let's talk about that i'm not in
2: questions. a big hurry i'm not in a big hurry <laughs> uh,
1: we have a few more minutes so, Paul, tell us a little bit about like, I know you're you're working on the next book. Are you done? Are you done? I saw an interview nope. in 2019. You're not done. There's
2: there's three books. Okay. So, oh, thank you. Jesus. Yeah. We like so, three.
0: We keep, going. keep going. One's
2: on ontology, you know, the truth of our being and the truth of God's being, which is wow, great. Whole, wholeness, wholeness is when the way of your being expresses the truth of your being. Right Mm -hmm. and accurately. So the big question is, what's the truth of our being? And uh, the second one is learning to live in the art of one moment's grace. Right. That's the second one. Beautiful. The third one is a sequel for The Shack. So. Whoa.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh. Yeah. Oh,
2: that
0: is so, so. exciting.
1: What? You know, it's funny, Paul. When we watched The Shack, when, we, when I went to see the movie, I came home. I think I saw it before you, and I came home, and I said, the whole world is going to experience inner healing watching this movie. That's right. Mm. And because we're huge, inner healing is just – how we live and how we heal. And we just believe that it's all about seeing things in your divine imagination and knowing Jesus was there, even though you don't interact with he's fully present, even though we don't see him. Uh, But that only way we can do that is through our divine imagination. And so I came, I was just wrecked obviously by the movie because I knew people were literally going to get healed in a movie theater That's right. Mm-hmm. and who had never read the book but yet Correct. saw it lived out because I'm such a visual person you know words are, are harder for me when I see it I'm like oh I get it you know I, I yeah. visually learn and so anyway I just I'm so but but Talk nice. about the grace for today. Like, how, do you how, do how are you doing that like, in this world? Step by step. Please. I mean, seriously, I mean, it's I, yeah. I don't care, and I was like, I, you know, for people who don't struggle with depression and anxiety, I feel like the world is like on this teeter, you know, like people who don't are like, huh, huh. Yeah. you know, it's it's. How are you doing that for
2: today? And, and I've even reduced it to the moment. Um, George McDonald, was C.S. Lewis's mentor, um, he writes uh, and he says, you have no more control over the next moment than you have over the next thousand years, Oh, man. you know? And so l- learning to live in the moment is really until children develop survival skills, how a child lives, right? And, and there's something very clean and simple about that. Yeah. Um, everybody's a creative. Uh, people say, well, I'm not creative. And I say, do you worry? <laughs> you know, oh, wow. You know, that's interesting. Let, <laughs> let me tell you, you're a screenwriter. Wow. You know? I'm, I guarantee that you have created a screenplay. In which you are the director producer, and you've hired actors, and then getting pissed off at them because they don't do their roles properly, and save you from the things you're afraid of. And, I can
0: remember just full disclosure. I can remember driving in the car and literally having fights with my husband out loud about like it's not even happening, but I am literally screaming
2: <laughs> right over and a future so- event. correct that doesn't exist
0: i was practicing my script that's
2: right right right. and he he being one of the actors was not doing his part and and so you know everybody's a creative now here's the thing where does trinity live in us like do they have an apartment in our left toe or but they live they live completely in us body soul spirit right so in our imagination and our creativity now if you here's God submitting to us again, if you link your imagination to fear, you get all kinds of chaos, and I call a lot of it future tripping. Right, we yeah. we go into the future. We're already broke. We're already under Burnside Bridge. We're alone. Fear always drives you out of the presence and into aloneness. Always, and and so it's like I'm alone. Um, nobody cares for me. I'm gonna. I'm even going to imagine my own funeral. Nobody's going to show up. And I'm the only one who cries, right? Wow. And I mean, we can have these unbelievable details mm-hmm. yes. about things that don't exist. And a right. lot of our prayers are for grace for things that don't exist. Yes. It's, it's, it's nothing present. In the presence is joy, hope, love, kindness. All the things which are real are always present tense. Mm-hmm. All the things that are fear-based are never present tense.
1: Paul, oh, right? that so, is profound,
2: profound, profound right. truly. So, so in love, there is no fear. There is no fear in love. The one who fears, and this is not an accusation, it's just an observation. Right. The one who fears is not whole in terms of love, oh, right? Sure. This is all First John, right? Jesus says, take no thought for tomorrow. It's got enough issues of its own, mm-hmm. right? Abide with me, stay yeah. with me, yeah. which is always present tense. And, and even though I have a calendar, uh, it was destroyed by a little virus, right? And, and so I made plans, but I held them loosely. And so Jesus says, you're right, if you're going to go, if you're going to say, I'm going to go to such and such a city and, and build such and such a, an, a business, say, if God wills and I'm alive. Because not being alive is a real destroyer of agenda, right? And it really wrecks your calendar if you die. And, and so that's, it's like saying, that's how much control I have, because it could be some brain cell that goes sideways five minutes from now that really wrecks my calendar, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh so it's like, stop, you can have a calendar and all that, but you hold it completely loosely. Yes. It doesn't really exist yet, but that's not what we do. So I can attach my imagination in which Father, Son, and Holy Spirit dwell to love. And that's creativity, that's play, that's adventure, that's mm. art, that's all kinds of things. Mm. But there's no fear in it. Or I can attach it to fear, drive into aloneness, drive into creating tragedies right. and dramas. I mean, I can imagine a conversation with someone, and by the end of that conversation, I've assassinated them or they don't care about me anymore. So why <laughs> even talk to them? Right. So again, a lot of us don't stay present. We just don't know how to live that way. And I'm telling you, we're such controllers and we have such a low capacity for trust that if God's not going to worry about it, I am.
0: That's right. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
2: And and that's future tripping. Yeah, and, we do and he's it, not we worried at all. That's, my, that's one of my big questions that I ask Trinity is like, so are you worried about this? And I've never heard them say, well, yeah, we're kind of freaked out. You know, it totally <laughs> caught us by surprise. People, what are you going to do? You know, I've never <laughs> heard that. It's always been laughter normally. That's, That's usually right. what I hear. Mm-hmm. And part of this journey has been to learn to laugh at myself. Like, oh, yeah. there I am off in the woods, like a mile, you know, off in the brush, you know, looking for something to cover me with, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so if you begin to be aware of, of how you're not present, Mm. It's like a thousand times the first day, you know, and the second day a thousand and fifteen, and then the third day nine hundred and ninety-eight, you know. So there it's just like, oh my gosh, I am very rarely present.
0: Right.
2: And so I don't engage with things that are real. And it feels like to trust is irresponsible.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because
2: if you're not going to worry about it, yeah. somebody's got to. That's right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that that really exposes the issue of trust for us. Is boy, if I done that with my husband,
0: like uh, you're not worried about this. I mean, I, this I'm angry at him because he's not worried.
2: Right. I mean,
0: yeah. We'll
2: get we'll get all fired up over a loaf of bread when the bread of life lives in us yeah. is in the boat with us, right?
1: Oh yeah, miracles right there in front of us, and yeah don't even ignore it i mean like, I just, the- re,
2: the relationship is more significant than the miracles yeah. miracles are temporary
0: that's right
2: the relationship is forever, yeah. and trust is not in the outcomes okay, so listen to my i'll mm. tell you my phrase for the last fifteen months, and I got a verse like at the beginning of twenty twenty which i've I've never gotten a verse before and I'm a missionary kid, preacher's kid. Wow. Right. And I overhear Trinity go, should we give Paul a verse? It's like, no, oh. he gets too triggered, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so the phrase I got was trust the ripples. Right. And, and it means don't make your decisions based on perceived outcomes. Right? Make it in the moment inside that encounter and conversation, regardless of the outcomes.
0: Oh, that's good.
2: Uh, it's a great little phrase. Yeah. My verse go my verse goes like this. Encourage, which means to enlarge the heart, right? Encourage one another as long as it is about today, so that you are not swept away by the deceitfulness of brokenness. Wow. That's Hebrews 3 13.
0: Yeah, so enlarge the heart today.
2: Is like of it. one another one as another. long as long as it is about today.
0: Wow about today. Yep. Today. And, oh, yep.
2: So in, in most of my conversations with people who are in crisis, it comes down to trust and staying in the present.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah.
2: they're they're trying to solve all the problems of their family. And let me tell you, future tripping is easiest to do with those who you most love.
1: Oh yeah cuz you yes. want to
2: you want to do it on their behalf. I'll give you an example. There is a a young woman in my life who is pregnant. I know what I'll give you 100 you <laughs> want to ask for one from us. We've some to, yeah. to yeah. help you out if you
0: need some help all.
2: Well, this helped this happened yesterday, right? And and she is afraid of taking the vaccine. And CDC just came out saying they really want pregnant women to take the vaccine. And so I'm afraid for her, right? Fear, right? And and so I I mask it under concern. Yeah. I mask it under all kinds of baptized language, right? <laughs> and and I'm like, "You know, I I really and and finally she broke down because I didn't trust her ability to hear the Holy Spirit." And she yeah. says, "She's future tripping and I want a future trip on her behalf, right?" Yeah, right. And and she's saying Dad, she's saying, Dad, Mm -hmm. what I am so concerned about Mm -hmm. is to put something in my body. And she said, we're doing everything else right. Mm -hmm. Right. We're masking. We're not going into public places. We're, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. But I don't want to be at a place where I have a stillborn child and it was because of my direct activity. Right, yeah, and and I thought here here I am, future tripping and couching it in language that's acceptable on the part of someone who is so precious to me, that that's my controlling necessity. And she taught me something really important yesterday, and um, and I, I had to ask for her forgiveness, and then mm-hmm. I had to have this conf- conference with the Trinity, going like, "Oh my gosh, look, look what I did." Yeah, you know, and and I made it about a a rational sense and a reasonable sense and an intellectual sense and and didn't listen to her.
0: Right. Didn't
2: care about didn't care about the process she was in because my fear was saying I've got to convince her of something and right. not trust, not trust her encounter with the Holy Spirit.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. Golly, I just I hate that. I yeah. Know. And it's like, oh, OK. Which which tells you a couple things. One is, even though I am very good at this, after a, you know, twenty years of learning to work this out, I've got these blind spots. Now they're very much deeper. I I live inside the grace of the moment most of the time, and when I come off that path, it takes me almost no time at all to recognize it wow, and grace. and laugh it and laugh at myself and get back on. Yeah. That's why I think the epilepsy has not. Had any sense of fear associated with it at all,
0: right?
2: And, and I'm immediately going. So, who am I? I wonder who am I'm going to meet. See, this is adventure and play and creativity. I, yeah, I, you know, I, I wonder what's going to happen today as a result. And the epilepsy is such that it can it can backwash me or knock me sideways physically any day, and um, and a few days in a row, you know. And uh, as I'm adjusting to the meds and things like that, yeah, but. Um, but again, this living inside the grace of the moment mm. is one of the best things that I've ever learned. And what started it was the adultery because wow. it so knocked me on my butt right. that I was, I was desperate to find another way to live. And I had no capacity to deal with the emotional my emotional world one, more than one day at a time. I had yeah. no capacity for it. Yes. And it was like, all I got is this moment. That's all I got.
0: Right. Yeah. And,
2: then I, and then I learned like, we're designed to live like this.
1: Yes. You yes. And,
2: and suddenly all those passages that I want to push off into, you know, after I die passages, right. When everything's yeah. fin- finally worked out, became very real to me. Yeah. This is, this is the abundant life. Jesus has taken us off a timeline, right? That's it's right. called eternal life. Eter- yeah. This moment is it's eternal now. life. That's right. Right to to be future tripping is to be on chronos
1: i think it's why the testimony is so important like the testimony of what god has done to this point we don't have any future testimonies that's right we only have the ability to remember and stay present remember god's goodness in the past week remember when he did this oh my gosh okay i'm gonna carry this for this moment, right now, like,
0: well, and I—it's so important. You know, the thing I've had to kind of reconcile, Paul, is um, I've had a really difficult time trusting God. And um, and so one day I asked him, did he have a gift for me? And he, he, I saw a marble in my hand. Can you put the screen? Mm-hmm. And um, I saw a marble in my hand. I didn't have any idea what that marble was about. I thought I was just making it up. And, you know, it's basically this conversation I was having with God didn't work. Well, the next day I picked up <laughs> Renee Brown's book. And she tells a story about the marble jar. And her daughter it was this whole thing that happened at school. But the bottom line of it was... Um, that every time a marble was put in the jar was a way of, you know, Bride saying that's like how people are going to build their trust back with you one deposit at a time. Right. And I knew in that moment it's been so transformational for me because I knew in that moment, God was saying, Karen, I will deal with you one marble at a time. I'm going to p- make deposits in your trust jar so that you can trust me. I used to beat myself up and I'm sure there's people listening. You, you beat yourself up. Because as a good Christian girl, aren't I supposed to trust God? Well, I'm sorry. Something was broken in me a long time ago that made it really difficult for me to trust God. And yet he's not put off by that. And and that took a long time for me to reconcile that God is not put off by me because I have a hard time trusting. Instead, he is going to work that out with me one marble at a time, one deposit at a time. And I'm... I'm just so grateful that we can be, it's okay to be that way. You know, like, it's okay yep. to just admit it's hard for me to trust, you know? Right.
2: Let, let me say something about the past. You know, it's really significant. Our past is significant. It's part of the story that we have become, part of the sound that we are. Yeah. And and we don't have to go looking for, for trouble, right? <laughs> but Papa God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit will bring will take us into memory in order to get us unstuck. Now, right. We don't, we don't go back into the past. Actually, we go into the snapshots that we took that are, right. us, that are holding us in bondage. Yeah? yeah. And, and when, when Trinity, when they bring it up, it's because it's time
0: That's right.
2: to deal with something. what, what, what do you think the opposite of remembering is?
1: Future casting.
2: No dismembering.
1: Oh, taking it apart.
2: Yeah. So to remember is to actually put it back together. And you can't do this by yourself, oh. right? And and this is why community helps. This is why relationships uh, help. This is why a therapist helps. Yes. Right? And and why the timing is. You know, you, you don't know the timing. You are such an incredible being.
1: Yeah.
2: That yeah. you can't plummet the depths of who you are. It's going to take god who knows you absolutely to the core of your being to heal you in a process that doesn't harm that doesn't harm you more
0: right and and
2: and inside the timing of that timing is the sandbox of the holy spirit yeah and so just you know
0: Yeah.
2: yeah so a lot of times we have to go back into those snapshots and and because that's what we do in terms of the past, we just create a snapshot, lock everybody into it.
0: That's right.
2: <laughs> right? Whether it was um,
1: right or not, it was your snapshot. That's
2: right. well, whether they've changed or not, whether they've right. moved or not, you know, that that's snapshot has them captured. Yes. That's a different, it's a different kind of prison.
1: Yes, and
2: um, and so partly forgiveness is to release people from the snapshot, right? Wow! And, um,
1: wow! Yeah. Yes. Okay. Can we do this again? This was like my funnest hour I
0: ever. Know. I mean, I have like, <laughs> pages of questions. Rachel, yeah, you know, which are good. Like, That's okay. Please, I've got a whole bunch.
2: Please, yeah. I love questions, by the way, because that seems to be where the Holy Spirit has the most freedom to speak.
0: Yeah. yes, you know, yes. I'd, love, I'd love next time to talk more about the Trinity and how, you know, we, ha- cause it's one of the things for Rachel and I that we're real passionate about is realizing there's different relationships that we have among the Trinity. Why that's yep. important. Why yeah. it's important that it, we don't just have a relationship with Jesus, but yeah. the fullness of the Godhead. So but, oh, would
1: you release peace over our community? Yeah. Over every woman watching this, do you mind just praying us out? Into oh, it's grace, simple, you know? Grace for the day.
2: Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, confront every person in terms of inability to stay in the, the present moment and yes. confront out of your kindness and your love and your gentleness, because we know you are by nature gentle. Yes. And you are by nature fire that burns away everything in us that keeps us from being fully human and fully alive. Thank you, Lord. And yeah. so I I'm I'm asking what I would ask for myself to increase my sensitivity to future trip and my capacity to learn to laugh yes, at myself. It is. And then right? and so that I understand that I don't have to compare myself to either the past or some imagination of the future. I never have to. I never have to think about where I should have been by now. Right. You know? And and to go like, I'm exactly where you know that I would be. Yes. And, and that is in your embrace at the bottom of the boat, in the storm, snuggling. That's that's where I actually am. Wow. And and so I just I I thank you for loving me these ways. Yeah. And uh, and because it's your nature to do so, and for teaching me that I'm made in your image, and it's my nature to do the same.
1: Yes, mm. yes.
0: Thank you, Lord.
2: Thank oh, you. Big yes.
0: hugs. Thank you for big hugs. Help.
2: Yes, Love hugs. absolutely. Hey, Love you, you dearly. Know, just
0: a thought. I just want to um, thank Face to Face Ministries, Kathy Little and Melinda White. If y'all oh, yeah. want to hear another great interview, I love the interview that you did with Paul Jersak and, or no, it was
2: Bradley Jersak,
0: Baxter Krueger and, mm-hmm. Ambra Brad Jersak, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah such yeah. I think it's episode 100 and 101 on face-to-face ministries podcast, such a fantastic, so they were our, we're just so grateful for our connection to you through them, so wow. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, they're they're awesome.
2: They're, yes, they're awesome. they're awesome. My the, the women's conference that I did, in my first event, you know, post whatever, was them. Was oh, with wow. Them. Yeah. I did yeah. not Amazing. know that. That's
0: really
1: cool. Well, we love you, Paul. Wow. Have a great day. Love you
2: too. Bless, Bless you. And enjoy yours. Blessings. blessings on your moment. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> you bet. Bye Bye-bye. bye. Bye bye.
0: Hey, if you want to follow us and get more information, kind of see what Rachel and I are up to, just follow us at Be Still Ministries for Instagram and by the same for for Facebook. And um, we also, Rachel and I wrote a Bible study together called Father's House. You can find that at www.fathershousestudy.com. And we unpack a little bit more of our stories and why we've come to love the gospel of grace so much. So hope you'll follow us.